Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And Greg Giannotti, it's Boring Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Wednesday morning, finally some stuff moving with the things we have been talking about for months, some real, legitimate, local football news. Yesterday we find out that Daniel Jones does get his contract, his $40 million a year contract if he earns every cent of it with $85 million somewhere around there guaranteed for him. And then the Giants end up using the non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon Barkley so other teams can negotiate with him, but unlikely that he is going to leave. So the Giants got their top two offensive guys back and the Jets are all in. Flying out to Malibu to talk to Aaron Rodgers and break everything down for him to try to convince him to be a New York Jet. They left without a contract. They left without Aaron Rodgers. I believe they came home in the middle of the night last night without Aaron Rodgers. I would hope they just put a potato sack over his head and bring him here, but they did not do that. But we wait. Now we wait a couple more days for that decision. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? All right, G. So I guess the Green Bay Packers said it's okay to go and talk to uh, Aaron Rodgers. So that makes this whole deal very, very possible now. Under the uh, guise of all the different things that I was telling you last week that would have to happen uh, in order for Aaron Rodgers to really facilitate a trade to the Jets, he's going to have to modify his contract significantly. He had to get assurances from Woody Johnson yesterday that they would spend money in free agency to bolster the team in areas that he feels that that probably needs support. Uh, I would wonder whether or not Woody Johnson would have agreed to that. That I don't know. That's you know that that's a conversation between uh, you know the men that went out there and the and, and Aaron and his agent. And I'm sure that Nathaniel Hackett had a lot to do with all of this. And I would think that Nathaniel Hackett, in some way, shape, or form, was probably. 
uh, involved with him throughout this process, had conversations with him because they're so close. And I think that is going to help the Jets. I think that he is going to be a Jet unless unless he just has a uh, a real, I guess, hold on the fact that he wants to be one of the highest paid players in the league. If that if that is part and parcel to what he wants, then the Jets can't do what he would need to have done in order to support him to be able to overtake Buffalo, Miami, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's going to be better. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, uh, but there are going to be a lot of teams that you know are going to be in the way if the team stays the way it is right now. So they have to bring him in. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, they wouldn't have won seven and 10 had he been the quarterback last year. No, they wouldn't have. But next year is a, or this coming year is a completely different year. It's completely set, different set of circumstances. So, uh, hopefully Woody, uh, Johnson assured Aaron Rodgers that if Aaron Rodgers lowered his contract number, that he would go out and spend the other, uh, amount money left over and let Joe Douglas do his job. Now, all the stuff that Aaron Rodgers has said on the Pat McAfee show, the crazy stuff, the darkness retreat, all those things, that's what gets focused on. But there was one thing that he said that got unnoticed, I think, and was written up a little bit, but no one was really talking about it, where he admitted that no matter where he plays this year, he's going to have to rework his contract, and he knows that. So that fear that is out there that maybe, as you mentioned, you bring up, does he want to be one of the highest paid guys and feels like he's not going to play unless that number is as gigantic as it needs to be for a guy like him. I actually believe that he will rework his contract in a way that's going to help whatever team he plays for, which right now feels like the Jets are nothing. There is no other team that is in on Aaron Rodgers right now. You saw all these teams say no to Lamar Jackson yesterday, which was a very weird thing that they were publicly coming out and saying they were not in on Lamar Jackson. That's a conversation for another day. But the Green Bay Packers, I don't think they want him back. We've been talking about that for a very long time now. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers. There's not a single other team right now that is in on Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers right now, if he's he's not up at 3 a.m., but when he gets up, the decision he's got to make is retirement or the Jets. Right. So it, it works unless there's another AFC team out there, and I don't see one at the moment. Uh, it works from the Green Bay standpoint. They don't want to send him to San Francisco. You know, they don't want to send him to like, uh, you know, another team like Carolina or, or, you know, the only other team I could, I could think of would be the Titans because supposedly, you know, he's building a house in Nashville or something like that. I'm not really sure, but you know, Green Bay has, you know, some say in this as well. And what they want is they want him in the AFC. They don't want him in the NFC. And it's not about compensation because, you know, you're not paying that much in terms of what you're giving to Green Bay for a 39-year-old quarterback, uh, bona fide Hall of Famer for sure, and still probably has two to three years left if he wants at the back end of his contract because he didn't play at the beginning of his contract. Now, he's had injuries, he's had problems, but he's always been able to fight through most of those things. And I think this is why the Jets see this as a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit for them also. Because I keep saying they'll be able to keep Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be the backup quarterback. And he'll be able to watch his idol on the practice field and on the game field. And hopefully that is going to ignite Zach Wilson when it's Zach Wilson's turn two or three years from now. I guess really the question for Aaron Rodgers, and it's tough to get inside his head, even though he tells us so much about himself all the time, is is there enough positivity for him in Florham Park and with the Jets for him to continue his career there. Now, we know they're on the precipice with a very, very good roster and and offensive weapons. 
We know that one of his best buddies and offensive coordinator is there. Uh, we know that they'll find a way to pay him, maybe not as much as he was going to get paid in this original contract. So all of those things are taken care of. I just, it, it's continuing to play, putting on another uniform, going to the East Coast and dealing with all of that that has made me think that this was never going to happen. Mm. So, I mean, when he's weighing his options, you know how people do the pros and cons when they're making a decision? Obviously, you know what the pros are. You know, Garrett Wilson, um, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the fact that I can keep playing because this seems to be the only team that wants to tolerate me a, right a, now. A reasonably good defense, too. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, like a defense that could have been a little bit better last year at the end of the season, but they would have been better had their offense been better. In other words, they were playing on their heels because their offense wasn't scoring a lot of points. Right. And they were struggling at the quarterback position. So he would stabilize the franchise and allow the franchise, you know, a couple more years, hopefully, with Zach Wilson developing. Um, you know, because remember, Aaron didn't start until his fourth year either. So this is like the perfect storm for the New York Jets if they can work it out. And I think they will. I, I think that, you know, Gutenkoos, the, the GM from Green Bay, is done there. They're done dealing with him. Um, and they, you know, maybe Aaron wants a fresh start. Maybe, and remember, he's dating uh, a girl whose dad and family live here. That's right. So, so that's the other Eads, aspect. Right. The daughter of the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks has a home uh, in North Salem, uh, which is, you know, a little bit upstate. So, yeah. I you mean, take that, a helicopter from there to, uh, you true. know, to, to Florham Park every single day would be easy. Yeah, so I, I, I think read, that's what... Um, uh, Brandon Marshall did. I think he was yeah. taking a helicopter from Brooklyn to uh, Florham Park. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, if you've got that ability to do that every single day, it's the, it's the best way to do this it. It's the kind of money we're talking about here. Yeah, no, of course. Ridiculous. Well, it's the kind of money that Daniel Jones has now. Welcome and, to the big boy pool. And we actually said that. If you remember, we could go back. Now, I didn't believe this was going to happen. I was basically lying to his face when I said this. But when we were out there at Giants training camp, I said you could take a helicopter to this interview next year if you have a great year. I, I, that was the exact, and he laughed, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, right, you're going to be on another team as a third-string quarterback somewhere. Well, no, he did. But anyway, uh, I just don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants. I mean, I know, I, I don't know what he wants at this point. I don't think he knows what he wants at this point in his life. You know, how important is it to him to go to another team and prove that he can play at that high level, maybe win another MVP, because that's something else he said you know, on Tom the McAfee Brady show. Did it. Tom Brady did but it. But we n- always knew what Tom Brady wanted. I'd be like, I'd be like, First of all, if they're offering me, let, let's just let's just give a round number. Let's say they're offering him thirty-five million this year, because mm-hmm. that's what I think. That's the number around that number is going to be the number that will allow Joe Douglas to be flexible and rework some other contracts and do some other things. I think that's kind of the number. Um, I don't know what that would be over you know two years, and maybe there are incentives in there that if you get to the AFC championship game and you've played you know seventeen games or some you know some sort of bonus structure like Daniel Jones has sure. incentives that he could reach if those incentives are reachable, then he can even get paid more money so that that's kind of like what I'm talking about in terms of the contract. So then Joe Douglas has some flexibility to be able to go out and get a few of these other free agents out there. And everybody keeps talking about Brees Hall. Let me, let me remind people about running backs that come off of knee injuries. It takes 16 to 18 months before they are back to normal. Now, he may be ahead of schedule with his rehab, and it may be great, but he's a running back, man. Well, yeah, so so it's Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, he's a running back. He's not going to be at the beginning of this coming season the way he was when he was at his highest at the beginning of last season. So that Brees Hall thing, 
I would suggest second half of the season and maybe even 2024 is when he will attain, assuming he doesn't get hurt again, that special running ability that we saw the first five weeks of the season. All right, so you know what we talked about with the Mike White t-shirts and everything with Zach Wilson. Now Rob Sala let that get out of control where they were supporting Mike White too much after the benching of Zach Wilson and how that was a problem. Do you think it's a problem that so many Jet players are out there campaigning for Aaron Rodgers on social media right now? Because if it doesn't happen, then all of a sudden, either the guys that are there now, meaning Zach Wilson, or somebody else is going to come in feeling like the second or third or fourth choice. Because, you know, Brees Hoy just mentioned him. You know, he, he tweeted out yesterday, don't mind me, I'm just manifesting Aaron Rodgers. He quote tweeted a picture of Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform yesterday. Did he have a 12 on? Uh, he did have a 12 oh, on, come yes. Come on, Brees. He did have a 12 come on. Now. on. Come on now. I mean, Sauce, I think, was putting some stuff out there as yeah, well I yesterday. Saw sauce. Yeah, I, but that's all. These are young kids, man. This is the way that they get their voice heard. So, yeah. really, it doesn't... That kind of stuff, I, I think I would probably be, if I were Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, I'd probably be like, you know what? This is exactly the guy that we need because we, we have a good team. Like There is a level of confidence within that Jet locker room that yeah. we haven't seen since Rex Ryan was here. Sure, but I just, and if they get him, great. And of course, I'd want him too. It's just one of those things that if you don't, then what? I mean, are we going to see these same guys be making positive tweets about Ryan Tannehill if he's the quarterback? Like, yeah, probably I not. I don't, I don't think, I don't see that either. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like the whole thing is trending towards Aaron Rodgers coming here. Yeah, that, that I do. And I, and I, and I think that Aaron Rodgers, Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, would also not want to wear the number 12. Yeah. I mean, it is a Hall of Fame number, and it is a retired number. Yeah, I wonder if that came up in that meeting. I wonder if he wanted 15 when he got to Green Bay. <laughs> Bart Starr, yeah. Right. I don't, uh, probably not. No. Jo- the great Joe Montana, you know, showed deference to Len Dawson when he went to Kansas City. Hey, man, Joe Namath came on this radio station. I know that. Take I, it. I know what he said. Go ahead and take it. I know what he said, but you know, hey, it's a it's a new chapter. And listen, if Aaron Rodgers actually takes this team to the Super Bowl, he may go down as the greatest football player in history. Yeah, uh, that is that is true. I mean, when it's, it's or- the eyes of the uh, franchise's fans. Well, yeah, I mean, when there's organizations like that who haven't won, like the the championship that LeBron got for the Cleveland Cavaliers means fifty times more than anything he did in Miami. And I know he won multiple ones down there, but bringing it to his hometown and a team who hadn't won one just means so much. Now I know the Jets have won one, but it's been a very very long time, and their history has been littered with disappointments. By the way, they still haven't landed yet. The Jets. So a very observant Twitter user sent me the flight aware of the jet, the private jet. Woody Johnson's private jet. Yes. Woody Johnson's private jet, and it lands in White Plains at 6.40 a.m. So White Plains, that's weird. Yeah, they're still, they're still en route. I would think, or Morristown. Yeah, well, that's where they're going. They're going to White Plains for whatever reason, so that's it. And I saw this last night, too, that this everybody was tracking this plane on the way out there, and it's the same one, so they haven't landed yet. Well, I think Jet fans should be excited. I really do. I, I, I think that this is a a moment in franchise history where if they could pull this thing off, and you know Aaron Rodgers comes in here, sound mind, sound body, ready to rock and roll with this young team, this aggressive team, then I think, you know, you got something. You got something special. I know that. And I know the business side of the building yeah. will be excited because oh season God. tickets will go through the roof. You'll have all the sponsorships that you want. All the sky boxes will be sold. And it will be worth every penny that Woody Johnson invests into Aaron Rodgers and then allowing Joe 
Douglas the flexibility with the salary cap to go and spend some more money to get some key ingredients that I think Aaron Rodgers would want here to solidify what he believes is probably a pretty decent team. Yeah, they, even the people who have called up and guys like Pete Hoffman who were arguing about this, that I was arguing with him in the newsroom and here the other day about how Derek Carr is a better option than Aaron Rodgers. All the people that were thinking that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a great option for the Jets, if he decides to come to the Jets, even those people are going to be through the roof. You have to be. You have to be. He physically gifted. He's one of the... Four or five greatest players to have ever played the game. Yeah. Physically gifted. I mean, throwing the football, playing the game the way that he plays it. You, you want to say stuff about injuries or losing home playoff games. I mean, you can go down that road all you want. I'm just telling you what I see and how he has played over the years and just the different way he looks when he plays. You know, that's the way Dan Marino was. When Dan Marino played, you had to watch. Mm-hmm. When Aaron Rodgers plays, I think you have to watch. It's kind of like now you have to watch Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and Favre was that way too. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is a is a better player than Favre. Uh, Favre was he he was still great. Though. I mean, that year after the Jets in two thousand and nine, we took that team, the Vikings, to the championship game. He only threw four interceptions that year. It was unbelievable. He was really good still at the end of his career. But I think that Aaron Rodgers is better. I think that he could be. I, I think he could play three or four more years at a very high level how as long as he protects Vi- himself. How good was that Viking team? Oh, I mean, they were they were pretty damn good. I mean, they had won the division, you know, a couple of years before with uh, Tavares Jackson, you know, so they had... Yeah, the, but Aaron Rodgers got hurt that year, right? Well, the one year they had that they won the division, yes. Yeah. But, but then when Favre came in, you know, that was... Well, no, he hadn't started... Yet until 2008, Rogers. Okay. So he no. So the year they won the division, he wasn't even he wasn't even there yet. Favre was was just not himself at that point. And they had gone up there and beaten them back in 2004 when they weren't the same team. So they were sort of building at that point. And that that team was just. I mean, they were good. I mean, they were. Who, who were his wide receivers? Sidney Rice. Remember Sidney Rice? From- so th- that's the point. Like, there, there's better players here, right? You feel now for oh, the Jets? A hundred percent. And they're better players for the Jets than than what Favre had in 2008 as well. When he got here. Yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, and that team, like Greg Lewis. Remember Greg Lewis, the wide receiver? He was a short guy, played for the San Francisco 49ers. Also played for Kansas City, didn't he? I might have. He bounced around a little bit. And then Sidney Rice was another one. And obviously Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvey were on that team and those guys were you know they were talented but they were they were up and down but I believe and the defense I think is much better for the Jets than it was back then so I mean this is a it's a better player and a better team that he's getting to the expectations are that you better be in the championship game at the very least if he comes here the only problem is is that there are five quarterbacks at the top of the AFC and we don't even count Deshaun Watson in that five yeah true think about that for a second like Deshaun Watson at one point in time was like one of the best players in the league. Yeah. One of the most exciting, dynamic players in the league. Takes a year off, still gets paid, of course. And he gets this guaranteed contract from the Cleveland Browns. And we don't even really think of him in that vein anymore. Yeah, because he and missed a quick two years. Right. He missed most of the season and came back. It was not impressive in the games that he was back. But So how about one year under his belt now? Everything's, you know, he still has this thing coming up, this, uh, this lawsuit. Uh, trial coming up and you know i don't know what that's going to do with him and all that other um distraction kind of stuff that's going on in his life but i will say that they're going to be a force as well like nobody's thinking cleveland's going to be any good no no they're they are definitely under the radar but they're also in a division with joe burrow and the cincinnati Bengals that have been very very impressive and 
potentially Lamar Jackson still, but we don't know. How about that? Six guys get tagged by their their teams. Those six players received non-exclusive franchise tags, which means every single one of those players on that list, which includes Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson and Evan Ingram, can all negotiate with other uh, teams. Two other running backs, Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, are on that list, and Darren Payne, a defensive tackle from the Washington Commanders, is on that list. They can all go negotiate. Their respective team that they're on right now can match or they'll receive two first-round draft picks. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is going after any of those players. And what does that tell you about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I know. And that's something that I want to, we're up against a break, a longer conversation about. I've never seen that in my life. If someone can come up with an example to give me, I've never seen someone like Lamar Jackson, who has won an MVP and is still in his 20s, become available yesterday he became available because you can negotiate with him and yes they can match in baltimore and yes there'd be compensation if you got him signed to a deal but teams were publicly coming out leaks within organizations giving it to beat writers saying we're not interested yeah because fans because they have to tell their fans because the fans in those respective cities are going crazy yeah, but i've still never seen that before it's absolutely insane so and i and i know he wants to show on watson money and he's not going to going to get it and it's almost like these owners and I'm not saying that they're colluding but it's almost like every owner in their own independent thought is like we are not going to let that Deshaun Watson contract happen again I think the thought is is that he quit on Baltimore nobody wants that in their locker room yeah. and the other thing too is since he doesn't have an agent like, are you calling him directly? Is he sitting by his phone waiting for phone calls from I think general his, managers? I think his mom is right I think it's his mom. I, I mean you know, if I were Lamar Jackson, and I'm just give a little friendly piece of advice to Lamar, go out and hire Daniel Jones's uh, hmm. agents. Yeah, because what they got him, you know, is is like mind boggling. He's got a hit. Those agents, uh, athletes, for that have a history too. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, after his injury, go they hire got those guys, money. man. Yeah, so they've they've definitely negotiated Russell Wilson, his big contract after being washed up in Seattle. They've got a history of getting guys who don't deserve money, money. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh my 
Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry, I think what we need to do every night now is identify that huge underdog in the NBA. Yes, and take them. And take them because this is now twice we have sat here once with the Nets and the yeah. Celtics saying there was no shot they were going to win. And I, even with Jalen Brunson not playing last night, I'm thinking the Knicks are not going to stop their losing streak against the Hornets. Well, we were no mocking way. the Hornets. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens? So we got to find that Knicks every night. Were in full control of that game. And then all of a sudden, they, I think it was 0 for 9 from 3 in the fourth quarter. And they just ran. And not only that, they were still winning with like three minutes to go. How much money we could have won on both those games? I'm aware. If we had the guts to bet it. I'm you know, it was interesting. In the beginning of the game, you know, they have uh, Wally's keys to the game from yeah. Wally's Serbia. Mm -hmm. He said, don't take the Hornets lightly. You know, they got some professionals over there, too. You know, they have pride. You know who didn't take them lightly? The Nets. <laughs> You're right. And you know what? Like, this is where, and again, if, if you were going to tell me that in March, the Knicks were going to go 9-1, and one, and get to almost 40 wins, at this point, I would have said, I'll take that in a heartbeat. But now when you're sitting here and you're watching last night's game and you're seeing how, how poorly they were shooting, they, they shot awful at yep. the beginning of the game. And so, Emmanuel, quickly, it's consistency is what you want. Mm. You, you want you don't want the flash in the pan game and then one come back. And, you know, not everybody's going to shoot great. Um, I would have liked to have seen... Like maybe Obi Toppin play 20 minutes or 24 minutes. He didn't have to just play 11 minutes and stick to this stupid rotation and grind your <laughs> top <laughs> players into the ground playing 35 minutes. I mean, I, I, this was a game last night where maybe some of the other guys like Jericho Sims, who haven't gotten any run over the last, you know, 10 Bingo. days, get a chance to go out there and play and support the guys who are getting gassed. And, I, and I'm not a maintenance day guy. I'm not asking for guys to take maintenance days. I'm just saying, hey, more minutes to the younger guys who have energy so something like this doesn't happen. That's all. Yeah, and that, that has been the rallying cry of Nick's Twitter ever since Tom Thibodeau took over this team is that right there. Is don't grind these guys into the ground. Use a larger. But then again, I mean, with the rotation down to nine, they went on this tremendous remember, winning streak. Do you remember when Fournier came off the bench the one game? Yeah. What about a week ago or ten good. days ago? And he came mm -hmm. and he started banging down fours and uh, threes and everything. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play at all last night, right? No, I don't think not even. I mean, no. That, but that's the point. I'm like, this is this would have been a, a perfect chance for younger guys to play against not a great team, but a team that you know still wants to win. And still has pride, as Wally said in the beginning of the game. But for some reason, I'm staying with nine guys, and everybody's playing 35 minutes. Yes. And, and Obi Toppin, you know, maybe he drives Tibbs crazy or whatever, but he's only getting 11 minutes. Yeah, it's stubborn. That I would mean, have been a great opportunity last night to play those guys a little bit more. All right, Jerry, what's happening? Well, man? how about some sound? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Since you're talking Knicks, here we go. Knicks Hornets last night. Hornets by two. was Kenny Albert on uh, MSG. They would win by 7, 112, 105 was the final as Charlotte outscored New York 25-16 in the fourth quarter um, as the Knicks blow a 16-point halftime lead. Here was Tom Thibodeau. No surprise that Charlotte came back on this night. You see it in, the, in every night. There's big leads that dissipate very quickly, and that's why you can never let your guard down. And you, and you certainly can never feel too good about yourself because you know there's, you know, you know what's looming around the corner. Now, what's interesting is this would not have been one of those games where I would have taken. I would have taken Houston to come back on Brooklyn at home. Mm -hmm. 
the Knicks down 16 at halftime I would have taken to come back on Charlotte. That's not one I would have taken. Yeah, I'm talking about before the game. we got to figure it out. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were talking about not taking like, them when they're down and no. having a big comeback. Well, that too. That, of course, is a way to make some money. But I'm talking about like the in in the instance of before the game when we're all like, we, we're talking about the Nets and the Celtics. Like, There's yeah. no way, absolutely no way. we got to identify that team before they yeah, take the right. court. I gave the Nets a 0% chance to beat Boston Friday. Zero. Yep. Not one, two, zero. And I gave the I thought the same thing of the Hornets last night. Yeah, maybe 10% because... Brunson wasn't there? No, I was at zero. Zero. No, I was yeah. at zero. Here was Julius Randle. Yep, maybe we were a bit tired. Mentally, you know, you got to be willing to, you know, push through. And um, I think we tried. We just we just didn't, um, we didn't make enough plays defensively, obviously, down the stretch. And then offensively, you know, we weren't good down the stretch as well. Mentioned uh, Oubre with 27, Terry Rozier at 25 points and 7 assists. Knicks will open up a road trip. In Sacramento coming up tomorrow night. Meantime, we mentioned the Nets. They were in Houston taking on a bad Rockets team, and the Nets doing what they should have done. Fired up. Bridges taking it strong to the rim, lays it up good, and he got fouled. As Bridges will go to the line with a chance at a three-point. And that was Chris Carino with the call here on the fan. He scored uh, 30 on the night as the Nets beat the Rockets. 118 at 96, 23 for Spencer Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton. 18 at 13 rebounds and four block shots. You're going to love this quote, Boomer. This is Jacques Vaughn Yep, talking about Bridges. Nice to have a guy like this on the club. He plays every single night. I love that piece about him. And uh, that ability to contribute as a teammate, uh, he is very unselfish. Mm, those are things that they've lacked, you could say, over the last few years. Tell you another thing, too, just watching his press conferences. He also seems like he's happy to be here, which is surprising to me. I thought he would have been miserable leaving Phoenix. Well, he was in that one Instagram video when he was walking his dog. That's weather. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't seem miserable with this team. He's getting a lot of playing time here. He's like one of the best players on the team. Might so. be the best player on the team. Right, so he's getting to be able to play and showcase his abilities and everything else while KD is going to go for a championship again, you know, hooking yeah. on to Devin Booker and the fellas. <laughs> it is true. He did hook on to another group of fellas. There you go. He did. Yep. I will say this, You think though. the Knicks could get DeAndre Ayton? Would you want him? Oh, yeah. I don't know what... I mean, are we giving up Emmanuel quickly in that deal? Are we giving up the draft capital that we've stocked up for DeAndre Ayton? I mean, I'd like to know exactly what it is. Or is Julius Randle getting traded somehow? Well, yeah. well, you know what? I just I'm just thinking that... I don't know. I can't speak for DeAndre Ayton, but I can only think that he's got to be somewhat unhappy out there. Well, I think he's an afterthought now. That's, that's, yeah. that's the point. There's no question. Is that, is, like, we don't think he's a superstar, do we? No, but with opportunity. Like, Mikael Bridges, was anybody talking about him being a superstar? And now he gets more opportunity here, and he's turning into that. He's got that ceiling. A superstar, no, but when they wanted uh, Durant in the summer, that's the piece that the Nets would only do it for. Sure. And they would not give him up. Right, and then the new owner came in and was like, all right, fine. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he was looked at as a very good young right, player that right. could develop, not like a superstar at that point. So, I don't know. I mean, Aiton has shown in the past that he could be very, very good, but he needs he needs more opportunity. He doesn't fit. That's the weird thing about the NBA. You can have like a, a piece like that on your team who could develop into one of the better players in the league, but if he doesn't fit with the group currently, he gets lost. You know what? It's it's amazing. It's the same thing with the NHL. Because you know who fits and almost fits seamlessly perfect, Jerry? Patrick Kane. Nope. No. Timo Meyer. Oh, okay. 
that guy has been unbelievable for the Devils. So far, so good, though they did lose last I, night. I, listen, I watched part of this, this game last night. You know, Igor Shosturkin better be on the top of his game if the Rangers are to play the Devils in the playoffs and beat them. They are, they are, they fly up and down the ice. It is amazing how fast they are. A couple of other things from the NBA before we get to the uh, the rest of the hockey. The Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16, Kyrie Irving at 33. And in L.A., the Lakers, the Grizzlies are playing without John Morant, as we know. The Lakers win 112-103, and along the way, uh, the Lakers did retire Pau Gasol's number. He says, this is amazing, but no Kobe. I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player. Just to be a better man overall. And so you get the chance as they unveil the number 16. Yeah, I I know you don't want to crap on it, but it's like... This, this is one of those ones, and I know I, I'm going to sound hypocritical, and I'm not, I'm not going to go in on this because I talk about the Hall of Fame, and it's, I feel great for Pau Gasol. He's Absolutely. sitting there, he's crying. With the Lakers, it this one doesn't feel. I agree, it doesn't feel right. But I am happy for him. And if Laker fans, how many years wanted, did he play there? Seven, six and a half, I, th- I believe it was. And they wow. did, you know, they won twice. Right, yeah. they did win the two championships. Well, I don't know. I'm with you. You look at those numbers and names up there. It, I like if this were the Grizzlies. If this were right, I, I don't Timberwolves. Know, right, I would say absolutely. But it's just, it's just different. I mean, look at the Magic Johnson, James uh, Worthy, Kobe Bryant. It's just Kareem. It's just. It's, but he's part of two championships, though. That's he the is. Thing. Right. No, absolutely. And, and it meant a lot to him and the fans, obviously, and the Kobe connection, too, I think is a big thing that elevated him because those two guys getting together was what allowed Kobe to win championships without Shaquille O'Neal and without Powell. It probably wouldn't have happened. But it just it doesn't look right. But retirement number is a little, a little much. A little much. Uh, also in Los Angeles, you got a new building going up, being built by the uh, Clippers and by Steve Ballmer. It's all privately funded, and because of that, Ballmer making sure it's going to be luxurious. And yes, the suites will be nice, and the seats will be good, and the court will be wonderful. But the experience for the fans will be outstanding. Because when you need to go to the bathroom, you're going to be able to go to the bathroom quickly. You're going to get in. You're going to get out. Toilets, eleven hundred. That's it. Yeah, well, it's a genius right there, man. This is <laughs> we're, we're talking about a Isn't real that deck. You said about UBS Arena. Did you say something about toilets? I don't remember. Did he? I don't know. I wouldn't be Whoops, sorry. <laughs> toilets. Toilets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this man built up, you know, a tremendous technology company. And now he's thinking about the everyday How man. You not want, I mean, Steve Cohen's fantastic. This guy, oh, my yeah, no, God, his passion is unbelievable. I mean, he's been like that his entire life, too. He's not slowed down one bit. No. Like, you listen to an interview or him on stage in 1996, and him now, he's the same exact guy. How about privately built stadium? That's, that's yeah. a concept. Right, I know, exactly. Toilets! Toilets! <laughs> hear that, New York? He's very excited about yeah. that. So, very cool. Um, Baseball-wise, you had the Mets play the Astros to a 5-5 tie. Ronnie Mauricio with a two-run single. Carlos Carrasco, three innings of one-run ball. The big takeaway from this, remember, he struggled with the pitch clock last time out yeah. and was very happy to tell us about it. This time, a little bit better. I took my time. I waited to maybe uh, four or five seconds. Set him 15 and 17. It feels it feels way different. So I took my time and just 
And this is why they're working things out in spring training, so it shouldn't be an issue. Um, today, uh, rather tonight, the Mets have Max Scherzer on the mound as they take on the Nicaraguan national team. So, as we got the uh, baseball class. That's right. right. Uh, day game for the Yankees and Cardinals. Garrett Cole on the mound mentioned the Devils losing to the Maple Leafs 4-3. Islanders beat the Sabres 3-2. Much needed win for them. And you got the Big East tournament first round today. St. John's Butler at 3. Yeah. And then tonight, you've got Seton Hall and DePaul. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. By now, you've seen the Daniel Jones contract. $40 million a year, over $80 million guaranteed at signing. He's got an opportunity to earn an extra $35 million in incentives. And I really hope that he got all his thank yous out there. And there's one man that I hope does not go unnoticed in this. And Daniel Jones and his agent said thank you to. Now, you think about, all right, Saquon Barkley, you know, some of the, I mean, Darius Slayton when he had to step up, his offensive line, Brian Dable. Mike Kafka, these are all the people that Daniel Jones should be thanking for being able to be in this position, right? People have helped him along to have this season. The one guy he really needs to thank for $40 million a year, really needs to reach out to, that it better happen today, is a man by the name of Ed Donatell. <laughs> the Vikings defensive coordinator got you fired after that playoff game and allowed Daniel Jones to play his best game ever. That game earned an extra $10 million a year for Daniel Jones, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I agree. I actually do agree. Uh, he, you know, played he played amazing awesome. in that game. Did. Couldn't have played better. I mean, and this is and this is the game that CBS Sports Network is showing now uh, is the regular season game where the Vikings ended up winning that game. This isn't the playoff game, but the, I mean, this is that playoff game, getting into the postseason and winning and him being the reason to do so. 70 yards rushing, the touchdowns, everything that he did got him $40 million a year. Now, I think he probably would have made something like $32 million a year, $30 million a year if he didn't win that game and play that well. Yeah. There, was a couple, there were a couple plays that he made in that game where he stayed in the pocket, took the hit, and made the throw. Yeah. And that was important. And he was accurate in that game. His wide receivers came up big in that game. And then, of course, you know, we all know that he had to do the majority of lifting through the season. 708 yards rushing, 3,200 yards passing. I mean, you could say he had over a 4,000-yard season. Then when you combine the rushing touchdowns and the passing touchdowns. But, you know, when you're paying a guy $40 million in this league, you're paying him to throw 35 touchdowns. So, you know, as has been reported in the post, uh, I forget which, maybe it was Ian O'Connor or somebody wrote, I agree with him 100% that, you know, you are now in the big boy pool. 
this is it. This is like, you know, you're making the same amount of money this year that Aaron judges. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a second. And, you know, and that's okay. That's the going rate for starting quarterbacks. And I know that the Mara family loves Daniel Jones, just like they did Eli Manning. Sure. Fits the, you know, everything that they want. And his skill set fits exactly what Brian Dable has as an offense. Um, and, and hopefully he's better and they put better players around him so he can live up to this contract. It'd be idiotic to pay a guy this amount of money and then not build around him so he can actually, you know, live up to the amount of money you're paying him. And one of the conversations we had throughout the regular season is if you put Daniel Jones on the Philadelphia Eagles, will the, would the Philadelphia Eagles be the one seed in the NFC? That's a good question. And, and that's a, you know, we're going to find out. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're going to get that type of offensive line and those type of wide receivers in year one, but they're definitely going to be better year one of this contract, that is. But they're definitely going to be better than they were last year roster-wise. And I do believe, as much as I've trashed Daniel Jones and I didn't think he was going to be here this year and I thought he'd be a backup somewhere else and this was going to be the end of the road for him, now after seeing what happened last year and the coaching staff he's with, I 100% believe he's going to be better than he was this past year. And I think he's going to grow even more. And I'm not going to say that this contract is going to look like a bargain. I'm not going that far. Um, because this is a lot of money for a guy who's done not a lot. But I think he's going to be much better. I think that the weapons are going to be better. I think that the offensive line is going to be better. I think that him in year two of this offense is going to be better. As long as this guy continues to keep that turnover problem in the past and can stay on the field, I really do believe he's going to take major steps forward. You know, it's a weird thing, though, that in the NFL, you have two teammates that are linked together uh, because of their draft status and because they play on offense, and that's Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And I'm sure they're really good friends, and I'm sure Saquon was somewhat happy for Daniel Jones yesterday, but at the same time being happy for Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones signing this contract basically now puts Saquon Barkley in a really tough spot with this non-exclusive franchise tag because nobody's given up an, an, a number two or two number ones uh, for a running back. And no. Nobody's going to end up paying him the money that he wants. Like the Giants hold all the cards simply because Daniel Jones signed that contract. Yeah, and it was funny. I was listening down the warm-up show, and he goes, what is Saquon Barkley going to do when they call like a toss sweep to him? And he's going to be like, toss sweep to me? You take it. You're making $30 million more a year than I am. So, And it's true. I mean, that stuff happens. I mean, we, we don't think about it as much, but that that personal side of these things, as much as he loves Daniel Jones, but I mean, that's we're talking $30 million more Per year that Daniel Jones is going to make uh, more than Saquon Barkley, it's and the this going is going right for quarterbacks. Right. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I know, but but it's also the going right for running backs, which is a problem for running backs. But that's the way it is, you know. And it, is there going to be someone that changes that and, and resets the market? Le'Veon Bell tried to do it and couldn't, and his career fell apart. So think I mean, of, well, think of one as a general and the other as a foot soldier. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, the general tells the foot soldier go, <laughs> and he yeah. sits behind the line. Although I will say that Daniel Jones had a little bit of foot soldier in himself this year. He did. Because, you know, he, he did run for 708 yards, and I don't want to minimize that. That's not easy in the NFL for anybody, let alone a quarterback. But, you know, hopefully his offense will come around the way that Josh Allen's offense came around and when Josh Allen was playing his best. You know, Josh Allen sort of forcing the ball last year, got hurt against the Jets, played with an injured elbow, and I think that definitely affected him as the season went on. And hopefully Daniel's offensive prowess will kind of go towards that way as opposed to running with the ball and then having to call running plays for him. Yeah, and it's not like he can't stand in the pocket and throw. No, he showed, he showed that he can. Right, but I mean, and he, he's just someone that needs to use his legs in the situations where it's absolutely necessary. 
like Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, now Patrick Mahomes moves around more, but he'll take off when it's absolutely necessary. He's not breaking that pocket. He's not running when he doesn't have to. He moves around all over the place to throw the ball, but you don't see him running a lot when you feel like he doesn't have to. And Josh Allen did a lot of that running when he didn't have to early on in his career, changed himself. Joe Burrow's another example. When he has to run, he will run. But he doesn't do it a lot. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Yeah. And uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, those guys, I mean, and, and they're quick, they're fast, they can do it. And you want to know something? Daniel Jones physically stacks up with each one of those guys. He does. He physically, athletically, everything stacks up with each one of those guys. So maybe that's what they see. And I know, I, I listen, you want to say that Lamar Jackson quit on the Baltimore Ravens? Daniel Jones will never do that. Oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about him. I mean, they know what kind of guy he is in that locker room. They know how he is in the practice field. And this is only going to embolden him to become even more aggressive, I would think, as a leader. I would hope so. I mean, to go from where he was prior to last year, remember some of the stuff that was coming out of training camp, how the offense looks terrible, and Daniel Jones' confidence is in the toilet. And then when he sat next to us, we were like, man, this guy doesn't seem like... By the way, that was all done on purpose, as we found out later on. Right, we found out from Brian Dable he was testing him. Um, so, and then he sat down next to us like, this guy's, man, he's got, he's got no confidence right now. This is just bad. And then look what he did. I mean, he, he grew from it. So I've got nothing but the ultimate respect for him now. I mean, I really do. I mean, if he can convert me, then he can convert anybody. But I can't sit here today. I mean, it does. it's a lot of money for someone who has not put together several good years. He's got a losing record. Right. And he's, what, I think he's got... Just one or two more touchdowns than he has turnovers. I yeah. mean, but but again, you know, as as John Mara said, and and I've been saying for years around here about stability of franchises. If you want these kids to turn out to be good, they need a stable franchise. They can't have new offensive coordinators and new head coaches every other year. They just can't. Right. It's impossible to survive in this league that way. And the fact that Daniel Jones has survived. And they finally found the right coach to get the most out of him and got in his face in that first week against Tennessee after he threw that lousy interception. All of a sudden, something clicked. And they finally found the right guy. And I think that John Mara said, you know what? Let's pay this kid because we kind of screwed him over the last three years. And it hasn't been. And we not, not only that, we, we didn't pick up the 50-year option. Right. If they would have picked up the 50-year option, they wouldn't have even had to do any of this right now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.